0: Welcome to another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Steve Grab. We're going to do the dueling questions format. Steve has uh, accumulated some questions for me, and I've got some for him. If he throws me a curveball, I'll oh. throw him a slider, and then he'll throw me a fastball, and then I'll do something else. So we go back and forth, as you, And uh, but thanks sponsors, many of whom Steve knows and uh, has uh, great relations with, Top Spinini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs & Scott Auctions. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, and then Com C and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, where Steve is right now. Even though you're mainly remote, it sounds like you're traveling an awful lot.
1: I get around, but I'm in, uh, I live in Arizona, south of Tucson in a little town called Sarita, which I say wrong, but that's where I live now. And uh, I do make it around a lot, but I limit my travel now, too. And also, I film a lot for Pawn Stars, so... Um usually film anywhere from two to five days a month with them. So I'd stay pretty active doing that stuff.
0: Yeah, very cool. Okay. That may be one of my questions, but you <laughs> have the first question for sure. the duly questions format. So hit me with your best shot and we'll go back and forth for 15 minutes.
1: Are you an original trilogy or prequel fan?
0: I'm almost, I'm original in almost everything.
1: <laughs> an original trilogy. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Of the three sets of a- Star Wars, the movies
1: and yeah, the I- collecting. Oh. You do the non-sports collecting too?
0: Uh, a tiny bit, not very much.
1: See, we got to um, get I, you going there.
0: What? We well, I get you Star Wars. I, Star Wars. I have Star Trek. I, I have a little bit of everything, but I, I've never aggressively pursued it.
1: Okay. Uh, and but I do, in
0: life, I, I'm an original, not original. a prequel or a <laughs> sequel. Yeah. So, they
1: call that OG,
0: by the way. OG. <laughs> okay. For you, what is the highlight? You, I think you love your job, but do you love Pawn Stars more and working for Beckett Media in authentication. <laughs> what is your first love, Steve Grad?
1: Uh, to tell you to tell you the truth in terms of that, it's an honor to do the show. It's an honor to be part of it. But to do my job is a, is a bigger honor and serve the hobby. And uh, quite honestly, to help people get themselves righted, and to make sure fraud is not um, able to happen and, but it will. And um, I've, I've assisted the FBI plenty of times in investigations and I don't want to see people ripped off. So I would say that I love the TV part of it. It's a lot of fun to do it and hanging out with Chumley is great. But if I could save one person from buying a bad thing, I think I'm doing my job and that makes me happy
0: the correct answer. Okay, excellent. Thank <laughs> you. Your turn. Your turn, Steve. Yeah. I'm fo- I am gonna.
1: I want to follow up on this um, because it's interesting to get your perspective. You've been around cards forever. I see the sports card craze, but I also see in, uh, the non-sports craze too. And if you had to tell someone what is a cool non-sports set with great focus, whether it be Batman, Star Trek, Star Wars, the cool stuff, where would you tell people to focus their eyes? Because not everybody likes sports cards, but they like trading cards.
0: The simplest thing, it's, it's like telling somebody to go find a, a sport uh, that they want to collect the first question is, what sport do you play or do you watch? And it'd be the same thing there. But as your first question, there's so many remakes and prequels and sequels that if you want, if you could collect Batman, but you might be talking about Adam West, <laughs> which many people would think, "Who's that now?" Uh, because there's been so many different Batmans. Yeah, I, I think you need to collect what you love, what you want to follow, and when you do, you're you're just going to enjoy it. And and going deeper and deeper with something you love is. Otherwise, you're chasing something that's just because other people are doing it. It's a natural me. passion. Okay. my Okay. Slab versus sticker versus uh, LOA.
1: Good question. It depends what it is. Obviously, an LOA is for the higher end stuff or stuff that has better value. Keith Ledger is a, a full letter. Christian Bale is not. They both were in the Batman movies. I don't like stickers on cards at all. And I think, I think that's a waste to me. I would definitely go with the slab and I love the presentation. I love how it looks. If you've seen how our cards look, what you have in a slab, they look fantastic. The eight by 10 holder is even better. And I, the eight by 10 holder is great. And the magazine holder, it's okay. It's a little bigger, but boy, our eight by 10 holders. So dialed in, Uh, they spent about a half year just going back and forth to Peru to get those plastics right and to get the mold. And they did it. And it's absolutely fantastic. I could go either way, but I love slabs. The only problem with those slabs is they take up a lot of real estate. And if you don't have the real estate, it's tough to keep them all.
0: And you can get a hernia if you uh, have too many that you stack up. If you slab everything, you just increase the weight by a factor of uh, two orders of magnitude.
1: But you just mentioned something, but you also increase the value which helps significantly because the, the appealing thing is for people is to have the slab and they love having its collectability and it's something you can make sets and runs of. So whoever it is, it doesn't make any difference. And that's why slabs are so popular. Even if it's a three by five, you could have a set and run of it in slabs. And I think that is the beauty of it. And I think collectors have been doing that for years and I love it. I don't have much of it done someday. I will, but it's a great way to collect.
0: And it's presentation worthy. So I mean, again, it is, that's again exactly. part of the brand presentation. Like okay, I, my question for you again. Um, okay. What is more challenging or interesting for you in your authenticating something that's obscure as opposed to something that's frequently faked?
1: I would go with obscure because it really makes you dive into the nuances of a signature you start looking for the overlapping the shading you start looking for pen pressure and i love the ones like uh moonlight ram is a great example there's six seven eight exemplars known to him and his autograph price has skyrocketed through the years it's really gone up because people love field of dreams and that whole thing so i would tell you that with someone like his autograph it's studying the nuances and studying his development and i have exemplars of him that go back i think to his world war one draft card so i could follow his autograph but there's limited numbers. So when you see stuff come in and another good example would be Eddie Goodell, the midget who batted in a game and he uh, for the, the St. Louis Browns.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: His little novelty, he is a challenging autograph to authenticate. There is maybe about six to eight known of him. So you have a postcard maybe from when he was a Bellhop at a hotel. I've seen those and I've seen maybe a random album page. That's about it. And they just very rarely exist in any form. So that stuff to me is really challenging and I love doing that.
0: I suppose that's similar to cards that are not autographed is that for me, when I'm looking around, as you said, when you're, you you can not look everything up, but if you see something and it doesn't look right or it looks unusual or obscure, that that's, that's worthy of note. Whereas how many different, I just can't even imagine how many, I'm not going to do a follow up question for you on this, but <laughs> how many Michael Jordans must you have looked at being from Chicago? And he's frequently forged.
1: He's, he's probably, if I had to rank one guy who's forged more than anybody, it, Jordan's up there. But I I could follow his autograph all the way back from pretty much grade school, seventh, eighth grade, all the way throughout modern times, Uh, definite evolution. And you know what? He's forged so much that even on cards, the upper deck cards and everything are fake, and the autographs and the sticker. It's like they got it all. Okay. we're crazy.
0: Okay. So your turn. Question for me.
1: Okay. With the recent card sales, uh, especially in golden auctions, we have a $3.9 million card. We have a 1.8, 1.1, 1.2, 900,000. Where's this going? And it's a two-part question. That's the first part. The second part is when you see that stuff and you see your name on that, you have to be pretty proud of that. Two-part question. So.
0: Okay. The first part, uh, as far as being proud of it, that pride comes with no additional royalty.
1: <laughs>
0: dividend, other than, <laughs> Sorry. Other than uh, guys like you who are uh, authenticating and guys uh, Jeremy's team, the, the BGS guys, who are certifying, grading, authenticating these uh, very expensive and pretty new items, yeah, it makes me feel good. And I just say, here, that's great. Somebody's got to do it. I have the utmost confidence in the Beckett team. As far as the pricing, I was the price guide guy. It's just, I don't know about the investment aspect of something when it gets so fully priced like that. It's it's pretty hard to imagine how it can keep going up and it can't keep going up forever. But one of the things that's wonderful and you see it in autographs is that, there's so many different alternatives. Even if you wanted a Michael Jordan autograph or a Babe Ruth autograph, there's lots of different places it could be and types that you could have. So when one kind of thing gets real expensive, it uh, causes people to say, wait a minute, I could either do that or I could take my my 3.8 million and and buy up uh, a whole bunch of Spectacular autograph stuff, and have enough money left over to buy a very nice house and a very nice car, and go around the world in a vacation. Yeah, a so couple times. The, the prices get crazy, and yet I, I don't know that these people are buying for resale. And and it's I don't recommend people borrowing money to buy cards. But if you got extra money, and that's it's it, it could be like art that hangs on your wall. So is that answer your question or is that? Yeah, it does. It's
1: an, it's an interesting time in the business, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, question for you: What about uh, autographed rookie cards? At one point, those were not in vogue. It seems like maybe they're coming more in vogue than a player's rookie card. I'm talking about from the 50s or 60s. was personally autographed. I
1: think they're great. They've been, I would tell you this much, they've been in vogue for a while. I remember back in PSA, people obviously with the Tom Seavers, Johnny Benches did those a lot. Chamberlain rookies, I've seen plenty of that stuff, but it's becoming more and more. It's like a craze lately. And Barry Sanders, Troy Aikman, Palamalu, like any kind of football player you could think of that's signed to a contract, they're getting all rookie signed. Russell Wilson, uh, which we've authenticated him. Ichiro, you name it, one after another, because those prices are big and they bring big money. The difference, though, that I've seen in the rookie cards, because anybody could get them signed, Barry Sanders, you could pay for signing or show, but when you get the autograph graded, and usually people look for the tens, and that's a big deal. So that separates those from the, the other ones, I will tell you. I remember this story from years ago. This is me, by the way, 88, O'Hare Report. Chicago Bulls are flying to somewhere. I don't know where, but the Bulls used to fly commercial. And here I am walking through the United Terminal C with Michael Jordan, just me and Jordan. It's a, a Saturday morning, really early. Must have been about six, seven in the morning. There's nobody there. So it's just me and Jordan walking. And uh, I had this little book. It's hard to describe, but it fit four cards and each of them had... Uh, I want to say like uh, little holders on each side. And that's how we did it back in the day. But I did a small one this day because it was going to the airport. I knew I was going to get a lot signed. So I handed it to Jordan and he looks and he goes, he signs the middle of the page, which is like, I just, a, it's, there's nothing there. It's an old photo book type thing. And I go to him, I'm like, oh, can you sign your rookie? He goes, no, oh, that's worth too much money. He's I'll sign one of these other ones. So I think I got him on like a 87 flare all-star or something like that. So guys back then, even Jordan, and now Jordan's, by the way, he's quit signing his rookie uh, unless it's upper deck and something they charge a lot for. Guys, know they're alerted to it. Joe Montana, I think, charges three four hundred dollars to sign rookies now. Jerry Rice charges more. They're all know that they demand, they command higher value. So I think the guys are onto it. But Jordan was onto it back in eighty eight. That's another in person autograph. Story. That's
0: interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Uh, the, again, that's affirming. It's affirming. But uh, on the other hand, uh, like I say, when you, it it is a hobby that's based on supply and demand but on the other hand, it's kind of not. With cards, you don't really know what the supply is if it's not a serial number card. Right. And with autographs, not only do you not know the number, that number could keep going up because Good. unless the person's deceased. Okay. Probably got time for one last question and it's your turn.
1: Oh, really? Is it my turn? I do have one more question. Did you ever, years ago, when you look at this landscape, okay, you looked at little baseball card shows and you've been buying deals forever. Okay. Did you ever envision the business turning into what it is today. And obviously you mentioned the card prices, they're going to stop at some point, but do you see this expansion and growth continuing another 20, 30, 40 years?
0: I hope so. Basically, I didn't foresee this. If I had, I would have, I, like I said, I've said before, I would never have sold anything. Uh, but my hope is that the hobby keeps expanding and I, I don't want to make this like in a weight loss kind of sense, but it's it, it, the girth, or it needs to expand out more than up. In the sense that a person could get taller. In fact, if I stand up straight, people think I lost weight. But if you, but that's what I hope there's more collectors every year for the next 20 years. If there are, that could either mean that uh, certain elite prices keep going up and top quality autographed items keep going up, or it could mean people spread out into seeing all the amazing stuff that's out there that yeah, there's some great Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Kobe Bryant stuff, but then there's other guys that are really worthy of collecting that appear to be a bargain compared to some of these other prices. So that's my hope that the long tail or the the areas of interest for these new collectors, they may jump in first thinking about Zion uh, Williamson or Luka Doncic, but then over time they think, oh, there's other guys out there. And if that happens then that is going to be a wonderful result. And it's going to mean I'm going to enjoy the hobby. You're going to enjoy the hobby and you're going to be doing, obviously it wouldn't be much fun for you, Steve, if all you're doing is medicating Michael Jordan's. I awesome. you admit it, the breadth of it is part of the interest and the, and it's occasionally finding the obscure thing, the moonlight Graham thing. It's first of all, you have to even know that story or understand that. Of course, a lot of people went to the movies, but it's a wonderful hobby. I think it's the greatest hobby. And I'm including autographs in there. I'm not saying it's just card collecting, but, and even the celebrity stuff you're talking about with the non-sport, it's you're collecting uh, autographs, cards, photos, pictures of mostly men, but some women <laughs> that you that you uh, admire or want to have something of theirs. So that's a great, that's a great hobby.
1: And, and let's uh, keep it going.
0: And I hope we're doing it for the next uh, how many years did you allow for forty? Yeah. <laughs> I won't be here for forty, but I'll be here for twenty.
1: It would be and, neat to see it keep going at the speed it is. I'll be going. Well, I mean, again, but
0: you're helping that by again by broadening. You're not just only authenticating elite items. It's anything that somebody wants to get slabbed. We do the Steve Avery's too. Thank you, Steve Grant. Thanks for doing a great job and making me look good. And I I don't deserve it. The people
1: people out there need to know, and they should know that that, quite frankly, that a lot of this in this business would not be the way if it wasn't for you. So appreciate it. Great honor.
0: I should know that when I'm dealing with the radio guy, he's going to get the last word. (laughs) Thank you, Steve Grant. Thank Thank you you. listeners. Be back again tomorrow with another excellent episode. The